Yo, yo. Test. Rap snitches. Tell her none they bitches. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the uh, perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Can I can I do the clap? Yeah. You got the clap? <laughs> no. Oh god damn it. You got the clap. I probably got the clap. You're listening to Where Your Friends Podcast, and in this episode, we're talking about working till you die. Hey guys, what's going on? Hi. You like my dog? (laughs) Not my dog. And also to the listeners, I have a dog on my lap. <laughs> it's going to yank my cable. He, he's just, he's all over the place. Come here, you. There we go. Hello, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another episode of We Are, You Are Friends. I am Hi. your host, <laughs> Mad Sketch. Are you Do you got a fart? Uh, and yeah. to my, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop doing it to my left. <laughs> and with me are the esteemed colleagues of the, uh, what's it called again? Dirty bean juice. Dirty bean juice. Dirty bean juice. Dirty yeah. bean juice. Yeah. Toby Medeiros. What's up, bitches? And Sunny, the light speed on. <laughs> We have dirty bean juice in this episode. Dirty bean juice. Uh, also, uh, our producer, Selena. Hello. Why did you sound so disappointed when you introduced Selena? I know. I was Do just I trying to. I was trying to like establish the silence so that they can hear me. I wasn't. I'm sure he needed like a, an introduction that is. Yeah, I think he's just all mother. everybody in favor that he think that we think he's. Yeah, just whatever. Disappointed in me. No, I think Say he's I just I like, oh, mom's here. Yeah. <laughs> we have anyway. to be here. All right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Good. Hi, She's out of here. Hi, Hi mom. Hello. <laughs> Do you guys want chips and dip, mother? <laughs> Mother. <laughs> the coffee is pretty good. Yeah, we have the we have the bean juice. Dog and uh, also, yeah, also we have a dog here as usual, yeah. Milo Jovovich. <laughs> I'm just picturing him like dressed as her character as an evil now. Milo's face with Milo Jovovich. Yeah. Oh my god. That's worth it. I, I'll put yeah. I'll Photoshop <laughs> and then put this episode on IMDb. Yeah. And then tag Milo Jovovich. Yes. And it will be on Mila Jovovich's IMDb. Yeah, with me is Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes. <laughs> that's, that's an old <laughs> reference. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Is it Dune? No, it was a uh, no, I know, hero. I just, <laughs> just want to say Dune. What's that, Dune? Dune. I was Dune. just scrolling through t- uh, Instagram and I saw like an ad for Dune 2. And it had uh, Bautista in it. Damn. I was like, man, I can't wait to see more Dave Bautista in <laughs> Dune. So exciting. Yes. <laughs> Dave Bautista. I'm so Bautista. 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 He's part Filipino, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the guy. Is that is that the only reason? Yes. Yeah. The dog is like threatening our cords. We'll claim anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Yes. Where is the Filipino? Find them. There's like, 
you can see it on the internet people just making compilations of like did you know this person's like eight percent filipino except we've abandoned joe koi now yeah apparently that, yeah, yeah, no, yeah apparently that did not age well like, that, that, that did not do well in, i think uh, a lot of people have abandoned him even that, though he's not the, the reaction to that from him and everybody else i don't know about you guys but as a filipino is very expected yeah i didn't hear anything about this he did what not is... oh joe koi yeah what what's he hosted the golden globes oh no and he did a terrible job yeah um also because he's a he's a comic that makes fun of people like stereotypes and culture and he's doing it in front of a super uh americanized crowd at a bougie award ceremony mm. it just didn't translate well yeah uh. and then and then he started getting aggressive towards them and then his reaction was also aggressive like he yeah got angry at the comments oh. <laughs> but it's like yeah it's it's actually i don't know i feel like that's just how i thought it was gonna roll out anyway you know what's funny i love i love how like comedians they they're mad they're mad at people getting mad at them because they can't they feel they they want to be able to get away with saying whatever they want it's like the weirdest take on free speech (laughs) It, it really is you're not allowed to say whatever you want but i'm allowed to say whatever i want it's like no one's saying we'll never watch you or something like that. They just are saying their opinion. You didn't do so well. We don't think so. It's like, man, who, since when were like, you know, comedians just like a bunch of babies like getting mad over other people being babies about their material? It's like, yeah. who gives a shit? Like, I've stopped. Like, I'm so tired of like the just like the the Internet, just everyone just saying stuff and like that's now the that's now like the content just say shit just say shit just opinions yeah and i mean like sometimes it is like there are people who do it and actually are entertaining about it you know where they actually add value to the opinion they're giving like a good example is like that guy saver spark where he not only gives an opinion, but he'll look into the background of the company and he'll like look into the development of what he's reviewing and because he does animated movies, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll also like, he has a little animated icon that like talks while he's reviewing and stuff. So there's information along with the review. Yeah. And I feel like that has, like it's bringing something to the table, Yeah, right? It's bringing research, it's bringing more than an opinion. But then there's just people that are like, I thought that was stinky doo-doo. I recognize the council has made a decision but given that it's a stupid ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. I think my lesson is just to like stop watching TikTok stuff. Yeah, I I've mean, started trying to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to pull away. They, I know. they purposely make it really addicting. I know. I stay I did. on I don't it. know how. <laughs> I stay I stay on it because I want more like cat videos and dog videos. Oh yeah. Which yeah. I try to find in other places. Like Instagram gives me a lot more of those. And so I'm kind of more on that side I think, now because I think of that. like on certain levels of like TikTok you also have a lot of more raw content you've got a lot mm. more real people displaying what right. real people do as opposed to all these very um curated and structured little videos like mm-hmm. YouTube usually is a lot of structured videos like this podcast 
Hi. <laughs> we <laughs> try to be structured. We're trying. Okay. There's a there's just know. there's a it's a keyword, but um, with TikTok, it's just very you do what you do it's it was it mm-hmm. feels more like the original vine. you know back in the day like vine yeah. when you know when early youtube yeah early youtube that's mm-hmm. you can find a lot of that kind of information on, on when YouTube you find itself. good ones they're good yeah 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 but yeah. like youtube right now like um because i listen to the editors podcast mm-hmm. and they they're like they are so uh, aware of what of what gets people's attention and what the, the the algorithm likes on YouTube, mm. yeah. And a lot of them, uh, like what they're talking about right now, is that longer form videos are, are starting to phase out. Uh, no, they're they're starting to oh, like. It, yeah. I guess there's extremes because they have the YouTube Shorts, yeah. And then there's the long form, and the longer form ones are getting them more money, mm-hmm. so they're gearing towards longer form, and the shorts are getting some money, but the thing is, if you're gonna do a YouTube video of shorts our youtube channel for shorts it just has to be just shorts yeah because they the audience won't if they're there for the shorts they're not going to watch the long form and if they're lo- there for the long form they're not going to watch the shorts. oh That's, my god yeah. so they're separate so channels true. even if it's the same that makes so much sense even if it's the same content creator yeah. so they would just then make a different channel that's just short shorts, shorts. Yeah. Okay. That's why you have the podcast channels and then a separate yeah. channel of clips of the podcast. Oh, that makes sense. Because the people who watch the clips won't watch the whole uh, YouTube video. Wait, is that what That's we got to do? We should, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of YouTube, I, I've been seeing a lot of like like channels like basically quitting video content just because they've yeah. just like um, the the game theory guy, yeah. Matt Pat, and really? like. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. there was like there's like two more people, but they've just been uh the 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 meet something. This guy that animates like really creepy stuff, killer material, but like, yeah, they've all just been kind of like quitting, one by one. Interesting. And Why? some of them are like not entirely quitting, but they've just been like completely burnt out. Yeah. And yeah. just been and then now mm. there's this huge conversation about like why it's hard to to have such a sustainable business creating content on the internet because it's like it's like if you stop your whole paycheck is gone for yeah. like the month yeah. or two or whatever and now you have like these other people and now you got to keep making content and it's like it drives people to work just insane amount of hours and the whole lives are based on like just this thing yeah you know so and so yeah no that was like kind of interesting that that was just kind of happening yeah like just recently like one by one, all of them. <laughs> well, like, um, I'm a, like I mentioned in the last episode, I've been watching a lot of videos about like manga and stuff to like keep me inspired. And um, I was watching one about like the artist behind One Piece, and like as we had said uh, off camera, like he's been hospitalized. Yeah, <laughs> you and, know, yeah, and and you um, hear about it because he was like, oh, the the chapter I think was like half done. And he was apologizing, saying like, "Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Like this chapter's a little. Bit, I'm in the hospital." And it was like, Are you "Serious? What? Yeah, yeah." yeah. Oh. And like, um, when I, I'm so bad at names, like I, I know their names. I'm just terrible at remembering. Um, the <laughs> artist behind Naruto, when he finished, he Masashi went to Kishimoto. There you go, Kishimoto. So, um, when, sorry, names. Yeah, names. names. Um, so when he finished, um, he's friends with the the artist of One Piece, and he was just kind of like, "Hey man, guess what I get to do? Hang out with my kids." 
<laughs> like, like it was kind of like a jab, but also a like, come on, man, hurry up and finish because like you need to, you need to live. Like you need to start yeah. hanging out with your kids. You need to see your fucking wife. Like, yeah. come on, you know. Um, and that's and he has, he's got a smoking hot wife too. Like he needs. To, <laughs> he needs to see his <laughs> wife and fucking his. It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He are we, are we past eight minutes? Yes. <laughs> I think so. Or yes. Ten, five minutes. We're <laughs> we'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I'll like bleep it out. I was gonna say I was gonna say a date by all. Date by Keep it on <laughs> team. <laughs> you know. Um, what are we at right now? Oh, we're past like thirteen. Okay, minutes. so I don't have to censor okay. it. It's great. Fine. It's fine. Sweet. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like that's so fucked up that like he like literally has a separate apartment away from his family that he lives in and will only go home occasionally because like, I think it's, I think it's the apartment is closer to his studio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he just lives there. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you got a hot cosplay wife. Why are you not living at home? Mm. (laughs) Like. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Cause then he would feel bad about not having the energy. That's exactly <laughs> it, actually. Well, I'm, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Is he just? He's like, I can't go home because then I'll be tempted not to work. As soon as I see my kids. <laughs> Isn't that fucked? <laughs> that's, that's, that's also the like peace guy. That's also like the culture of Japan is yes. working Work. is all that matters. Yeah. Which, I I heard about this theory, but like I don't even know if this is like so super valid, but like. The idea that uh, samurai culture, because samurais were basically no- noblemen and like rich people, like knights in, in Europe, where they instilled this culture hmm. into the Japanese culture oh. to serve the samurai class. Yeah. Fuck. And that's bled into corporate capitalism in, in Japan. Wow. And that, that idea has translated that way. Yeah. That kind of makes sense because like there was a time when like, you know, like the Shogun era, era was like over, and then suddenly, like you have like these samurais who would would have been samurais or were samurais are just like working in like paperwork type jobs, and they have to like forget about that life and hide their you know get rid of their swords or hide their swords, and then suddenly like they're working in like, and it's like how do you just stop that so then they put that mentality to their job and it's like yeah it's possible i mean like yeah that's the thing is like um it's like super hard working culture and then the uh different cultures and how they balanced like life life and work yeah and japan is just off the charts they're yeah yeah, they're way off the charts i mean like look at studio mappa the one who's doing jujutsu kaisen oh oh, i heard about that holy cow yeah like I don't think their animators go home. <laughs> yeah, they they're on strike, right? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing. Well, they is like were. A, what they were. I don't know if they still are. I don't know. Yeah, like that was also wild because it's like people, in some way, like I think at the same time was kind of they were kind of being criticized by the quality of the animation. Yeah. At the same time, like not realizing that like they were just like being overworked, basically to the point to of exhaustion. Desk. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. I don't know. It's yeah. That's also like my thing about like what people say when they look at stuff. When they when we when we talk when we watch like VFX, and then everybody goes like, "Oh, like that's this," and like, "Oh, like that's that," and you're just like, you know, most of the time when people 
have like when when there's like a problem with like the VFX or like there's a like, green screen issue or whatever, it's just they were they weren't given enough time. Yeah. To they, do they it. They were overworked. Time or yeah. resources. Right. Yeah. Like these people are all very capable, great eye for visuals, like just very well taught like professionals. And then we criticize when they don't do something so simple and they go, oh, these fucking idiots. And it's like, yeah. no, they just wasn't given enough time. Yeah. That was literally my Friday. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm voicing Sonny's like. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I can't say what it is, but it's like, it's one of those things where, yeah, this is just a constant VFX where it's like, yeah, we don't have enough time. We don't have mm -hmm. enough time for this, uh, but we have to deliver something. Yeah. So something something you guys have to know is like when vfx uh, studio gets hired to do shots for and and wins the bid to do shots for a film or a tv show they no matter the time frame uh they have to deliver what they've been contra contracted to do right mm -hmm. so what happens is to deliver and to meet the contract obligation they will deliver something and yep. sometimes <laughs> it makes it because they what the client asked for is so crazy and they've changed their mind so many times yeah. that by the time it's like reached the end of the process they there is no time to go back again yeah and do a better pass right there is just no time like it's just gone it's 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 straight up no more money there yeah, yeah. so i have a question yeah is that what happened to sonic <laughs> i don't know because I, I feel like i feel like well, for the trailer wait. for the trailer uh like that's what you're talking about no just the whole movie the first oh, time around oh. it that was one, so bad yeah i mean i, <laughs> I don't know but that's like I those those are the <laughs> but those are the assumptions that like i make for a lot of a lot of that stuff that's why disney like um and marvel stuff yeah. has been kind of going down the poopers because pumping marvel out. had so many uh films and tv shows that needed VFX, that um, Disney owns ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, which does the VFX, is like one of the best VFX yeah, studios. Yeah, the they, reason is like the, uh, the Star Wars and everything were classics. Yeah, like they basically invented VFX with Lucas LucasArts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they, they've like, they're like one of the benchmarks, but even they can't, couldn't meet the, the, the demand of all of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. So they started farming out work uh, to and outsourcing it to every VFX studio, mm -hmm. like before it was like, oh, you're working on a Marvel film, that's cool, that's like really rare. Yeah. To like everyone was working on Marvel stuff, <laughs> like Jesus. like uh, that's probably like four, probably like four or five years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe 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 even shorter than that, like sooner than that, more recently than that. But like, so uh, then you have not ILM doing it, but an outsourced smaller studio doing uh sorry go ahead that's okay. <laughs> just doing... cut off your mic <laughs> like, okay <laughs> we get it uh. <laughs> i cut the wrong mic it's the last one i think that one okay is it yes yes it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then you have like the smallest studio doing one shot and then suddenly that shot shows up and someone's like oh what about that shot yeah mm -hmm. so it's like yeah, you, you, this is just what's gonna happen, and then this is when we were talking about the last episode about like, uh, like large productions where you have like a a gap or a skill gap. Yeah, it's uh, you're gonna see it, especially in a yeah. big production. 
So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, the, the planning resources and foresight and management of the project is like super important. And when you have a giant production like that, you can't just, you can't just change something in Mm -hmm. like three months before it has to go out. Like it's, and you have like many characters that are digital that have to be reanimated yeah redone or if god forbid like it has to be like totally redone from the all the way from the modeling yeah like 15 years ago i thought i thought oh the director just needed to understand like the process that this involves like that this takes to do and it's like no then they don't they don't want to hear that Mm -hmm. they just want you to do it and it's like to me some ways like the the topper the higher parts to me that's where really the problem stems because they they don't truly understand how much it really does like all of it take it's just like a toddler that just wants everything yeah and you're like the fuck man it's right. insane yeah that's my problem with it <laughs> you know and I'm sticking to it <laughs> but yeah like when you are dealing with an industry like that. And there is so much work to do. It's hard to know when when to step back from it, though. Yeah. You know, like getting back on topic. <laughs> well, do you find that, like, is it worth is it worth it, do you think? <laughs> to, like, like, like think- if you watch, like, I mean, how about this? Like, as a consumer, mm-hmm. do you think the amount of labor that, like, you know, Miyazaki films were done... Or or like Ghibli films or like uh, yeah like like comics like mangas and stuff. Yeah. Do you think like that's it's it's like you know it's like thank you for your sacrifices. Yeah, I think like sometimes it isn't even a product of the system. Like in some cases, it's a product of passion. Yeah. Um, a perfect example is you know the author and illustrator of Berserk right yeah like that was that was a product of passion because that project went on hiatus so many times Mm. um just because of health and because of so many other issues and then just for him to pass away right before he could finish the product um like it's tragic but it's it is one of those things where like he loved something so much that he pushed himself so hard and then never got to see it completed yeah you know and it's the same with um like Junji Ito like pushing himself not Junji Ito blah uh Kim Jung Gi um yeah. pushing himself so hard and like going to all these conventions because he loved what he did so much and then passing away because Can you imagine just you know? like hitting conventions all over the world yeah almost like every day like he's somewhere that's insane all, yeah, yeah it was just, he died i think in like France or something yeah on his way to from one convention to another yeah Whoa. swear to god yeah crazy in a hotel died it's crazy yeah because he just you know like sometimes you just again it's it in those cases in those specific cases it's a product of loving something so much and just being so dedicated to it that it's like uh, like what are you willing to sacrifice for that and there's something so dark and so um i don't want to say the word fucked up because like that's (laughs) oversimplifying it but there is something that's kind of morbid about that that it's like should we have to sacrifice our health even despite how passionate we are well i think it's i think it's tough because like you got to look at if if 
if the product is essentially you mm -hmm. and you want to scale so that you can actually have you know a money that's enough for every like you know enough so you could scale and but the thing is like you're the bread and butter yeah so then how do you create enough so that it just kind of makes itself money mm -hmm. than you like i just think about that all the time it's like if if like miyazaki like dies god forbid god forbid and like and like how else are they gonna they're just gonna do like merchandise for the rest of the for the rest of time yeah you know what i'm saying like there's no more there's, there's gonna be no more new you know maybe there'll be G ghibli films but like not miyazaki films well, yeah i think i think that's fine like i i think that's okay it's sort of like um which is like not like the greatest example of a person but like walt disney yeah and like how that legacy turns out later but like i think with with passion passion projects and like being an artist or a creator and if you're if you're steering the boat and it's your thing and and you're you know you're reaping the the rewards i think and you're you're getting what you want to get done yeah mm -hmm. i think that's like that's the dream isn't it yeah but there's the balance of like of like if you're like you were saying um yeah i don't know japanese um manga guys that well but like if you're like you can't see your family yeah <laughs> like, like there's yeah. that that i'm like you know uh yeah like being a slave to your own work i don't know if that's great yeah yeah like, it depends on it depends it honestly just depends on what you want for your life mm -hmm. yeah it's like did did she know that going in like that that's what it was going to be like right like you what know? does she how does she feel about uh, she probably she was some little background she was actually his fan yeah, and yeah, he yeah. went to a convention and she was cosplaying as like Nami right. in, nice. in One Piece. And he was like, that's fucking hot. And she was like, you're fucking hot. And so she she was a fan of his beforehand. And yeah, so yeah, she yeah. kind of kind of sort of knew. But I mean, you can kind of sort of know and then there's actually being, being there. Part of it. <clears throat> but she's still around. She's stuck with him. Yeah. So there's you know? like, and that's that's the question, right? Is like you having as much foresight as you can. Yeah. But then I, I guess if you're really passionate about something, you're not going to think about how am I going to do this with kids mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But like anybody, any human being with a passion project or like something they're super passionate about. Yeah. It's like any if you're jumping into that, that's something you really got to not fool yourself about. Yeah. yeah. And as the person that's in it, like if you're super passionate about it, you're not going to think of that. No, yeah. it's, like, it's true. It's a... Uh, and but with the people around that person they should also consider that too yeah like if you're working with like sorry i, I relate things back to film but like like kubrick mm -hmm. he was insane oh like, yeah he would manipulate people that shit to make the film that he wanted he went very far yeah he went very far <laughs> yeah. uh yeah and like directors really do like nolan apparently uh he only goes to the washroom twice a day you fucking freak! You're a freak! <laughs> Jesus. Christopher Nolan. Why? His poor yeah, there bladder. was there was uh there was an interview with like uh, Robert Downey Jr. and he yeah. and he's like 
that guy works so hard but he's like if you need to go to the washroom he doesn't like it but he understands wow <laughs> yeah and he's like when do you go to the washroom and he's like uh something like 8 a.m and 7 p.m what okay yeah. dude that bladder gonna burst one day yeah and that's like, gonna be problems later but that's a but that's like the kind of guy he is yeah mm-hmm. and like from a lot of the interviews i've been like watching is like that's 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 what this guy is and it's like yeah. that's what you're signing up for yeah. so like with things like that I, I i find like that is something you have to reflect on and like as somebody who's passionate who who can be passionate about certain things like like other than art like for me sprinting mm-hmm. where i'm like i could totally see myself just getting lost in it yeah. and like yeah. and just and like trying to mix that in with my current life is like it's hard it's yeah. really hard and it's like yeah it's 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 difficult yeah. yeah so i if if i was so blazing and like so uh and less empathetic and less caring about other people i could easily just commit like oh this is my thing that's it yeah. there is no wiggle room around this so like i don't know i think it depends on the person but i think everybody would like deep down like the ego side of them would totally do something of passion and yeah. just not care about their own health and so oh definitely yeah sometimes i think about um uh, michelle mcnamara um she's the one who did uh because serial killers i find them interesting um because i'm basic so um i don't think that's basic uh, it's it really is the amount of people that are like i'm so weird i listen to serial killer documentaries oh I'm like, like yeah. so do all of us yeah true crime that's yeah. true yeah, yeah. it's like Guess what? True crime isn't unique anymore. There's like fifty thousand yeah, podcasts. Buddy, try cults, bitch. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's what actually, I'm talking about. And that's actually technically why podcasts blew up, right? It's because yeah, of, of true crime. crime. Yeah. yeah. So, um, one of the queens of true crime, basically, um, who's only ever released one book, is Michelle McNamara, who is the um, ex partner now of Pat Oswald. Whoa. Um, and. Basically, what had happened was she found the Golden State Killer. That's yes. Right. Like her book was what led to him being found. That's right. And she died of an overdose because Whoa. she was trying, because she was working so hard that she was combining uppers and downers to stay awake longer. Oh my goodness. And Jesus. one morning, Patton found her. Oh my God. Oh, I remember. I, I yeah, heard about like he, Yeah, he, yeah, he came in to be like, here's your coffee. Oh, no, she's gone. So That's I always terrible. think about Jesus. that where it's like, she was so passionate about it. Like it was yeah. her obsession, you know, and talking about the people around you, right? Yeah. Like Patton did an interview and he, um, on one of the true crime podcasts and he was like, you know, it's so, it's so weird. Cause like you could see her obsession to the point where like, she wasn't going and hanging out with friends. She wasn't going to parties or anything like that. And, like, she would begrudgedly go to, like, red carpet events with him because, like, she loved him and she would. But, like, everything else was this book, was this research. Like, she felt like she owed it to, like, the victims. It just became her her obsession. Like, something just clicked. And and that was it. Like, this was her thing. And, um, and like, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Like, 
you know, feeling like he should have stepped in, feeling like he should have forced her to like step back or like feeling like he should have been like monitoring her drug intake kind of thing. And yeah, like when you do love somebody or when you are in the life of someone that's like that, when do you step in? When do you say like, hey, I know this is like everything you've ever wanted. I know that you found your passion. I know you're really happy with it. You're doing really well, apparently. But uh, can you maybe not do, you know, mixing your drugs? Yeah, but like and stuff like when a person's like that driven and they're going to do what it takes. Like, are they going to listen? How much is it? How much is it going to be in your control? Like it's not mm-hmm. uh, when a person's like that, you know, committed to, to something. My my, you know, based on people that i know you just can't really no. you know they'll figure out a way they'll figure it out well i think i think that's the thing too is like it's almost like i feel like this has become a relationship podcast but like, <laughs> <clears throat> but we are your relationship it, advisors <laughs> it's almost like are there are there any relationships like famous relationships where it's like one person was or both people were passionate because mm. i feel like that will never work because they can't watch each other like mm-hmm. they can't support each other to the point where it's like they they're so in their own worlds yeah mm-hmm. that it's like they can't watch the other person's intake of substances yeah but like if somebody was always very supportive uh and always there you know it's like it's sort of like uh i guess this is more just like a parental thing but like um like taylor swift's like dad or like or mom like there, I hear so many stories about them being super supportive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I have no idea if they have their own thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it almost like sounds like they don't because yeah. they're doing so much for the per- people that they support. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, I like personally, it's like, I don't find that, uh, that support role, like, um, at least like to that degree where you're like totally. 100% supporting this person and not doing right. your own thing. Mm. I couldn't do that. But I also, like, I think, understand and, and try to think about, you know, there are people that are, like, they just want to be, like, supportive. Mm-hmm. yeah, And they don't necessarily want to, like, change the world, you know? Like, they, they just want to yeah. do this other thing. And it's just, like, totally fine. You don't need to be Kubrick. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think everybody... Please don't be Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like Andy Warhol. Yeah. Um, yep. Did yeah. He, no, it's did he true. Have, huh? Did Warhol have Andy Warhol was so crazy? He would invite people, like his friends, in the Silver Factory, and basically just give them drugs so that they would go crazy, and then he would film them and then paint them, mm. and that was like his fuel. Basically, he was like he needed material, he needed you know content, and he would just use them basically so he was like using people which was mm. really fucked yeah that's like the one thing i find really twisted about consent like, yeah like but um uh warhol is like and nobody the thing that drives me crazy is like in art world they don't talk about how fucked that is yeah yeah they just like oh but like look at the brilliance and the <laughs> blah 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 and you're like jesus man well it's you really just brush past that like <laughs> fucking nuts well it's that tortured artist thing which i think yeah only motivates people to then either sacrifice like friends and family or sacrifice themselves for their art because it's like oh no it's fine they're a tortured artist so like they can push themselves and then you know 
make themselves sick and not care about their mental health and not yeah. care about their physical health because like they're an artist. It's just part of the culture or it's like they can manipulate their friends and family because it's part of art. It's part of, you know, yeah. and that's, that does just kind of lend to, again, where is that line? Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think, I think like consent is a big one. Consent's <laughs> a huge it's like, one. If, if you're doing it to yourself, that's one thing. Yeah, but it's if you're doing people. it to your, to your that's friends, abuse. Yeah. Uh, that's like, yeah, that's like, damn. Yeah, and although you know, I mean, talk about like, like making art or like video games. Like there was the stories of like Rockstar where they would like lock, lock up people in Oakville. They were like two to strikes finish, to finish Grand Theft Auto. <clears throat> yeah, God. they were they were on two strikes before they were like, okay, man, like one more, and this is like that's it. Shutting That's it down. Fucked. But like, they somehow turned it around. I don't know. I don't know if it's like fully the gaming in general, the culture in game dev not is great. not great. Like, yeah, so many things could be better. But I don't know. Me personally, I just think it's if you started an entire industry based off of children, how the fuck was that gonna like mature? <laughs> like, it's just. You know, a lot of these people started off just like eating chips and like making games on, the side. and then now they're just like, you know, now they are responsible for like thousands of people. <laughs> You're like, this is fucking nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, it's hard too because like you know, special effects, like gaming, anime, manga, comics, all of that. Mm -hmm. Like it does when you get to like the corporate level. Level, level level it does play on people's dreams are you filipino you're, you're turning like, filipino I, look Toby, I, I, I need Toby. to stop hanging out with you guys you're on our label now shit <laughs> <laughs> i gotta get more white friends <laughs> no toby you're friends with ah, us now <laughs> don't say that oh no i don't want to be your friend anymore <laughs> we're your friends we're your friends <laughs> we're your friends <laughs> where did my f's go <laughs> we're your friend you're never alone because we're your friends <laughs> fuck <laughs> um i forgot what i was saying i, I, know, I, I completely lost it uh, right corporate yes it is playing on like people's dreams mm -hmm. where like you have these people who want to succeed in this field and they have this passion, they have this drive and then yeah. corporations come in and they're like, that's neat. Hey, how about working a, a 14, 16 hour day with no overtime? Mm -hmm. That'd be nice. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the crazy <laughs> thing is like when I get, when I get um, guys who work from Korea, mm -hmm. Oh man. I have to tell them to stop. Like, I'm yeah. like no overtime, like yeah. no, like six, you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to watch. I have to look at their save files mm -hmm. to make sure that they're not saving files <laughs> at like smart. two a.m. That's smart. Wow, because that means you know they've been working yeah. on it all night. And I'm like the next. If I see it the next day, I'll be like, hey, come, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And then and I'm like I'm like I'm I'm doing this because I care about you, and I don't want you to burn out. Because they, some of them don't know the line. Yeah. Like they, they, cause it, that's like the culture there too. Korea, Japan, China. China has like, I don't know if you heard of 996. Yeah. Yeah. 369. Dan thinks fine. <laughs> like, I guess I can do it one more time. <laughs> Get low. That is not the same thing. 369. <laughs> China, what are you doing over China's there? China's like, B. 
biggest fans of Yin Yang Twins. Yeah, <laughs> like, this shit's great. That's like reverse race. <laughs> what is that? Is that race? No, no, it's not. It's yeah. reclaiming race. It's called. Yeah, it's, it's called a brilliant joke. It's really a joke. <laughs> Cultural collaboration. Cultural <laughs> collaboration. That's a that's a Benetton ad of a joke. Where were we? Uh, <laughs> China had China had like a oh work culture work yeah. culture. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so for for the viewers, what does that mean? What what is <laughs> oh nine nine six is nine, nine to nine, <laughs> six days a week. Yeah. Whoa, that's the that's the work culture in, in China. Yeah. And what and the now the fuck? and now the backlash. Well, also I'd say they actually get. Because people think that uh, in China, like, oh, like the pay is so low. That's why that is gone. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if you work for like Tencent or like a gaming company in in China, they pay you 200K. Woo! Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) 996, you said. Let's go. (laughs) But you're working 99, six days a week. Yeah. You burn out real fast. (laughs) But you'll <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it to me one more time. This is also like I not... would get low for that. <laughs> get low, get low. I wanna. I Ooh. wish. I wish there was like like a montage of you being excited on like the first week, <laughs> and then like every week it getting worse. You would get very low. <laughs> there was actually a TikTok like that for Japan. Yeah, where it was like a guy like. Like walking out of his door and like outside of his house and being like, my first day and blah, blah, blah. And he's like all excited. It's like his first week and he's like, oh. And then he's like, his like one year and he's like, oh. And then it's like, <laughs> oh my the, God. But then it's like the next year, he's completely resigned to it and he's like, I'm going to work. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, I'm going to die. And blah, blah. For 200K, oh I would work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh God! <laughs> you know that song? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, at, that's why I'm on looking. TikTok way too much. I'm looking at Sunny, and way he's not much. giving me anything. And I was like, he doesn't know what <laughs> no, I'm saying. I, 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 I was waiting for the part of the song that I knew, <laughs> but I that didn't come. Didn't happen. <laughs> he was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Rejected. I was like waiting. <laughs> I was like, by the time I said Thursday, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's going to go up. through every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I thought you were just late naming days <laughs> of the week. <laughs> what have I done? I have to finish the joke now. <laughs> Shit. I've committed. <laughs> I was like, when's the next verse? There's yeah. like three more days. Son of oh, a bitch. God. Oh, no. I was moving. <laughs> Pardon me. um yeah no i not not worth it i don't think that's i wouldn't do that for yeah Yeah, that's crazy like who was it that told me that um a lot of animators who work on like big i might have been you a lot of animators that work on big projects end up burning out so they end up going on paw patrol for yeah, a year yeah, 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 and then yeah. going back to the big project because they burn out <laughs> yeah and like, they still need to make money yeah, yeah like kid shows is like is like uh like rehab yeah <laughs> yeah it's like rehab or like taking a break yeah. but you still need to pay bills <laughs> yeah and Which you have a so family sad. yeah because like those cartoons are like are like so predictable in in work schedule that like you can kind of just like clock out you know like there's no there's nothing crazy that's gonna happen, and you have like no big shots gonna happen or whatever. It's like that mm-hmm. same shit 
over and over and over so you can kind of just clock in yeah and it's like yeah. super straightforward yeah it's like making a chair for animation and then making a chair for vfx <clears throat> two different you will, things like you'll make a chair in like an hour or like 30 <laughs> minutes in yeah. animation and for vfx it'll you'll have like <laughs> three days to a month oh my god like depending on what it is yeah they're like if it if if the actor's gonna sit in that chair oh boy it's <laughs> oh like oh god it's like that chair better look real <laughs> um yeah but like that's i think that's the thing is like um is the the amount of time like and sacrifice it's it's like it's proportional to yeah. to your involvement into it yeah. Where it's like, if it's your baby, I could see, I could see you sacrificing a lot for it. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like, you know, my last project that I was working on at work, you know, it was like the one, like the first time in a while, for the first time in a while, like I actually was like really enjoying what I was doing and that I know that when it's done, I'd be proud of the thing. Even though like the game itself is like, it's basically Candy Crush, but like I was making something with somebody. And we got to the point where we were going overtime, like we were working at night. We didn't have to, but we were so like, I want to fix this mm. and I know it's going to be good. Mm-mm. And we just kept fucking around with it and fiddling with it and making it better that we were just like, I I was like, I get it. Like I'm getting a little bit more involved in it. I don't own a piece of the company. I don't owe anything. But for some reason, we were just so into this thing that we were making that it was becoming like all encompassing almost. And I was kind of like, okay, I need to like, it's, it's midnight. I should stop. Yeah. It got, it got a little bit too much. And I was like, I had to think about it the next day and going like, what did I just do? Cause I'm exhausted still. I just woke up and I'm still exhausted. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't know if that was really worth it, Yeah, but it was kind of an eye opener of like how at my age I can still get there mentally in terms of like a drive or a will. So I thought about it and I was like, oh, maybe I should like take that enthusiasm and put it to a side project as opposed to doing it to this thing. And like, you know, like they're not going to pay me for those times. Right. And the thing is, too, is like, you know, I can use it for like basically like those hours I can like bump it over and then like take the Friday off because I had eight hours. So like there's the fairness in that. But like, again, it's like, you know, when you do it out of like the schedule and now you're just kind of doing it for you, like when does it stop and like you know i don't know i felt like it was it was like fun for a little bit but like i I don't think i want to do that all the whole project that's wild yeah imagine like people drawing for the rest of their lives just doing that every day all day every week that's there's no way to live that's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah there's like but that's the thing too is like i was just thinking about now where it's like if your if your work environment is like uh just good enough mm-hmm. like to the point where you're like if you do wanna like if you do feel a little bit passionate about this, you will put in the extra hours yeah like and it's like you feel like you're compensated enough, you feel like you're valued enough, you don't have a super toxic work environment, you feel supported enough by your coworkers that you're like yeah i'll I'll put a little extra effort in, yeah, like that's. I think that's probably like the healthier, like, um, like work culture that yeah. you can that 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 will get people to like kind of be more bought into it and put more work into it. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, like 
yeah, it's not sustainable over time, which yeah. is why it's, it's, it, I think there, when there's a policy of like, yeah, you want to, you want to like push this project like a little more, but then that time, that extra time that you put in, yeah, uh, can be used as a break, yeah, for waiting till the next project is done and you have a little, yeah, you know, like days off or vacation time, yeah. That's, I think that's, that's cool, yeah. Like, I feel like that's, a, a fair enough balance yeah like i think it's fair um you know we have like lulls where we can kind of like take it easy and stuff like that like it's not like the pressure is always on and i think that's also like a partly of why like people are driven to do that or like they're they feel like they're they have to be you know driven to do that because yeah the pressure is there like the anxiety is like pressed on you it's all you can think about too so like you're gonna end up you know focusing too much into it i think it's like knowing what you're worth and like knowing uh like what your what your life is worth over that over what and you know thinking about like what what do you actually want to do for the rest of your life yeah like that question about like would you (laughs) would you die in a hotel going to another convention yeah like because i think about that i was like if I if I died on the track, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's the thing, right? And that's the hard part. It's like you think, and you're like, out of all the ways I could die, huh? Yeah. So, and that's kind of the problem. Is like, would I would I be happy dying for my art? I'd be happier doing that than any other way. However, then there comes in the the problem of like, what if you die before you complete it? Mm, What then? In in, in pursuit. Yeah, in pursuit of it. Because then you haven't accomplished what you've worked so hard to do. Like the creative berserk dying before he could complete it. Luckily, um, he told everything to a friend. Oh. I'm pretty sure he he thought this... This would, you know. That's a lot of pressure nice. on that friend. That's wild. Yeah. Well, it was a friend. Like, it's actually kind of cute. Quick little aside. Mm-hmm. Um, both him and this friend have been friends since, like, high school. And they both wanted to be mangaka. And then uh, the friend fell off of it for a bit. And he would, like, take the friend out for coffee all the time and be like, hey, man, so uh, comics. What do you think? What do you think? Comics, right? And his friend's like, no, man, no. <laughs> so finally, he got him back into it. And he started Aww. making manga again. And um, I think he actually, it was either him or the creator of Berserk did a short comic about that and about their friendship and stuff. And so when he passed away, this friend has now, he like there's an entire team of illustrators that he had trained before he passed to draw like him, almost like he knew this project would be the death of him. And so it's continuing because the friend knows how to write it. And there's an entire team wow. of illustrators who know how to draw like him now. Whoa. so but he doesn't get to see it completed yeah you know but it still will get completed so i think it's... it makes me think like i think there's like a difference between like uh dying for your art versus dying because of your art that's true that's actually yeah. very true because if you've been driven overwork because of this thing that you say you love versus like i'm just happy doing this for the rest of my life and if i die Mm -hmm. i die but like you know 
the cause of it i think is like one something that you can kind of like question yourself like yeah my is it worth it or <laughs> is this avoidable as well yeah i wonder if there's ever been like a um research into like mental research into like the idea of like someone trying to complete an image in their head mm-hmm. and manifest an image in their head as like as like a mental disorder <laughs> Because it's like, because that's, that's, that's the, probably that's the obsession, isn't it? Like, yeah, for someone to put so much of their life into translating an image in their mind, uh, an idea in their mind into reality, like to the point where they die, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty extreme. I mean, it could be like, because I mean, as, as someone that has that sort of neurodivergency, it could be hyperfixation, right? Mm. Um, we're like you, you get your dopamine on based on oh yeah accomplishing accomplishing the yeah. bits and yeah you get like woo feel great <laughs> <laughs> get a little dopamine hit they had this thing about they had this did I talk about this last time it's like about addiction and like how uh addiction that they they tested like these um these monkeys where like the science this 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 guy would come in and they would give uh they would give the treats to the monkeys and then they would record all these trips that they would and then and then observe their behaviors and stuff mm-hmm. and then um every time they would get in there and you know they'd get the treat get that dopamine hit right mm-hmm. and what they found was like the the addiction or that that the anticipation for dopamine like advances it moves forward and the point is like the dopamine will receive in their body when they when they start like when they see like the doctor come in ah. and then it would advance even further when they see the lights turn on before the door even opens and then when they hear the footsteps outside of the hallway they would get the dopamine hit before they even get the treat that's so interesting and it's like that's addiction and so imagining like that whatever however you feel the accomplishment of like getting maybe like getting the chapter done or like the sales are up or or something you can get dopamine hits from all of those things that you're looking forward to so yeah you know it could mean that and that's actually like the the thing that when i was listening to the editing podcast because those the guys who did it um they used to i don't know if they still do or they used to they edited for mr beast oh. interesting and they were the one guy the one british guy he was talking about the British or Australian, I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> the dude with the accent, um, he was talking about how it was so bad. Like they were like just going nuts. Like he Jesus. had an eating problem because he would just he didn't want to leave his editing suite and he would just order food uh-huh. wow. and like tons of food. Jesus, to the point where he's not even enjoying. He, it was just like a habit to just complete it, and they just wanted that like this video to be a hit. Yeah. And once they got it, it's like, boom, that dopamine hit of wow. like, wow, we got this many views. Let's do it again and again mm. and again. And it's like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I was fascinated by that and like how addiction starts with. And this is all just happening in your mind. Yeah. This is all in your brain. The thing gets. And I'm just like, that's I see that. I, I get that. And then, so I can kind of see like how, you know, artists, that's where you get your dopamine hit, right? Mm-hmm. That, that response, you know, 
like call call and response thing that we do that's like and it's like i think it's kind of terrible because like you never know when you get that you might even get like a a series of and then yes you know or even when you get a yes you get like i didn't get the yes from that guy though shit Mm, let's keep going again i just i just realized my dopamine hit is when it gets approved Mm. oh my god Damn. oh my god yes yeah. oh dude when you see that green check mark on shotgun you're like <laughs> dude when <laughs> i oh, <laughs> we sent we sent um we sent uh so uh for our revisions at work we did like a video we sent like a so we're like we're not going to show this live because unpredictability will you know oh yeah they're gonna say so. so we did a video recording of the entire performance of the gameplay and everything recorded it sent it and then uh we got this is on a friday like we sent everything on thursday we got this 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 note on friday and was like uh yeah i know the uh the client uh loves it these are all the only notes and it's just like rewriting copy but they wrote it so we just have to like exchange it and put it on i was so fucking happy that i was like nothing can piss me off for the rest of the weekend like this is so great i i yeah like you said like it's just like thank god like the relief and the excitement i was like oh my god like that was great but i know i'm like i never know when i'm gonna get that again and i, I was like, like oh, next fix. <laughs> but i wonder what what's that dopamine hit for like miyazaki yeah because he like, seems like yeah. miserable like creators well, I yeah. mean, like, like visionaries. I, I can't speak for Miyazaki, but like, oh, I, I feel like I, I thought right? you know him. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Mia and I were like super close friends. I call him Mia. It's <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we're bros. It's fine. You, know. you call him a fun three, six, nine. We're going to get like tagged for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, I know for me, uh, when I'm working on like comic stuff, right? Like, it's, it's a long project. Right. Yeah. You don't it's not so much that I'm getting like like that big dopamine hit of like, yeah, it's more it's almost like a constant trickle of dopamine <clears throat> to the point where like um, there was a few months where like I hadn't really drawn much of anything. Um, and I think that was like Adam, my partner's like best time for watching me just be healthy because I, I <laughs> like it's an ongoing joke between us that like when I'm fixating on something, I forget to eat. I forget to drink oh. water. Um, like I just, Same. yeah. Like I was, I'm always at my like thinnest when I'm fixing fixating on something yeah. because like I just forget how to do everything. Right. But it's that because it's that constant trickle of dopamine. It's not like all right, I finished it. Okay, time for a break. I've earned like a sandwich or something. Yeah. It's like no, I can't stop. I need that constant like almost like a a drip IV of dopamine. Yeah. So maybe for Miyazaki, it's the same way where it's that slow drip iv of dopamine every time he sits down at his desk to work yeah um so now i'm back on my shit and adam has to be like have you eaten yeah. <laughs> like, well you have that support person yeah i have that support that's person that's all that's good. you know that's good. um where he he walks up and he's like where's their water are you drinking <laughs> did, 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 have you had water yet today like no i have to be both of those <laughs> to myself i write now uh, actually my accountability now is notes I write everything. So I have these um I have these like um you know like those door fob key like RFID keys like that's all white. I use them as like whiteboards, like dry erase markers on it and I write things so I can wipe it and then write again. Oh, 
So I have stacks of those and I just like write anything that's in my mind that I need to remind myself. I just write it all down and I leave it there so I can keep looking at it. Especially it's white so I can, it's bright, I can see it. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of addicted to writing things down to being like, no, 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 I'm, we're going to forget that. Write it down. Yeah. And just, I just, yeah. now I'm like this new thing that's really helping me a lot is becoming like this this like excitement for me. I mean, I'm sure that's like a dopamine hit where it's like, oh, I remembered to write it down. Okay, let's write it down. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll focus on it. But like for me, I think a dopamine hit is like, you know, it it's like if I am productive, if I set out to do something and I got all those things because I keep writing down notes, I keep writing down like, you know, uh, these are the things you got to do today. So I'd write them down and I go, oh, did that, did that, did that. Fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. We totally killed it. Hey, we just relax for like five minutes. We deserve it. That's kind of like right. been my, <laughs> like my, I don't know, my routine now, which like I love that I have, I'm, I'm, I'm on it now. I'm back on like being able to have a routine. And like, if I set out to do a task in like on my computer and say, let's, let's knock out these drawings and let's knock out these. I can actually do them now and I can regulate the tasks that I, because sometimes I'll do something and I just, I get so distracted that I can't remember what I was supposed to be doing, you know, but the notes like have helped me a lot and they work so much that it gives me an excitement that I actually am like sticking to it. It's a, (laughs) it's it's a healthy way to not burn out. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I mean at, at 42, like I just need to know that I can't, I have to rest. Mm-hmm. At a lot of times, like I can't just like do things because I know that it'll mess me up in the future. I worry about like how I will be in the future in terms of just health and being because like I, I'm at my stage in my life where like me just getting up and bending my knees is painful, regardless if I've ever had collagen or whatever. Like my joints work, but it still hurts. Get like muscle wise, it's like I'm just not there, and so like things still hurt, you right. know. So working out is important and everything and not to be like, I got to be jacked, but it's like, I just want to stay alive for like the next 20, 30 years, maybe hopefully cross fingers. Well, like it's funny you just mentioned that because like I have um, a customer, sweetest guy, but he basically worked in um, like he was he was a hacker as hacker as like hacking became a thing. Mm -hmm. So he was like at the forefront of that industry. Um, And he did it freelance and um, now he's like in his late 50s, early 60s, and his back is full of bone spurs. Oof, and he is in a bone spur? It, it's basically like it's a pain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite understand it as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's incredibly painful. It's debilitating some days. Um, it's almost like someone's taken like a thumbtack and it's just like wedged in your spine. Oh my god. Right. Freaking, and his spine oh is full of them. Um oh, from sitting brutal. at his desk for hours working. Um and that's kind of what came out of him being one of the few experts in his field as yeah. it started happening. And um and so now like he is just like he's on so many different painkillers that he absolutely hates them. And like some days he'll come in to pick up like his usual stuff, which is porn. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and he, he won't be able to like stand still because of the pain. So he'll have to like pace around and like shift from leg to leg. And 
some people think he's drunk, but it's like, no, he's not. He's just in a lot of fucking pain. Jeez. And he's like, if I knew back then what I know now, I wouldn't have done this to myself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, jobs like that were just kind of, New. yeah, right? Yeah. So they didn't really know, hey, get an ergonomic fucking chair, you know? <laughs> yeah, like standing desk. And then like, for me, like I, but for me, the the, the problem was like focusing. So I actually set a timer, which has actually helped me out in a, in a few ways with like uh, in 20 minute increments to focus, do the thing and then take a break. And for me, if I sit in that chair, I will start to fall asleep and mm. like just yeah. feel tired. I'm not physically going crazy. I'm just like on a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah. But it makes me tired. So and because I. I am a physical person. I need to get up and I'll like use a jump rope. Nice. Just to That's get moving. Um, Cause it, it just, it just, it just doesn't feel good yeah. like, to be in one place that long for me. Yeah. My back like kills me if I'm like sitting cause I, I sit like I'm too laxed and especially with my chair. So I'm, I have to get a, it, it was really like having a standing desk at work has been awesome. So I wanted to actually get one at home just cause I see the benefits of it with my body of like, you know, being able to move and like not always being that much at rest. Sitting down hurts my bone, like my tailbone. So like I need to like, yeah, I'm working on that. But you know, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, this is a this is a this is a deep one. It was a deep one. Wow, that was damn. That was a serious one. Yeah, look at us go being advice givers and stuff a lot of insight on so many industries we spanned like i don't know multiple industries on this one well especially i don't know especially because i for me of course talking about film and stuff yeah yeah yeah. we have a professional two professionals i'm the only (laughs) non-professional i don't know you can debate if i'm professional or not yeah yeah yeah, professionals i'm the baby (laughs) we're all babies man it's usually my fault when things go down at work so you know that's not true. That's not um, true. <laughs> hey guys, um, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have like a story of you know overworking yourself, or even like kind of being overly driven to achieve art and stuff, you know, like let's chat about it. It's on the Discord. We can you know talk about it at length. Ad nausea. Ad nausea. Ad nausea. Is it ad nausea or ad nausea? I don't fucking know. English. I thought he was like the writing person, so I was I yeah mean, that that guy too. But you know, what? he thought wrong. What? 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 He, thought wrong. he thought so wrong. He's six man. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, check out us. Uh, check us out at uh, Instagram. We re your friends. Check out our website. We're your friends. Ca and uh, TikTok. We're your friends. Yeah. There, I made sure all of it's like pretty easy to get. Um, get get. Um. Yeah, be sure to check us out. Check out our other uh, episodes and check us out as well. Yeah, we look very good today. Check it out. <laughs> look at my, Watch the YouTube you videos. See. It's a character for the people that can't see. I have. I'm wearing a shirt that has like a girl bowling, and at the end, when she you know moves her hand up, she flips you off. I'm wearing a merman awesome. with a butt. Merman with a butt. A merman with a butt. It's good I'm shit. naked. 
Yeah, it's true. Sonny's been Whoa. entirely naked this entire time. And if you don't watch the YouTube video, you don't know. So you well, should check us so, out. Believe. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. And um, you're never alone. Because we're, we're your, your friends. friends. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the We're Your Friends podcast, hosted by Tobias Medeiros, Alvaro Cruz, and Matt Sketch. Edited by Toby Medeiros, produced by Matt Sketch. Reference and additional material can be found in the show notes. 